listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 29, where we will be discussing chapter 12 of City of Ashes, The Hostility of Dreams. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. All right, we've got a treat for you today. Um, a couple of episodes ago, we mentioned that we would go through the alignment chart with Amanda since she didn't know what we were talking about yeah you (laughs) knave so we're gonna go through and explain them to amanda and try to make this short and sweet and then uh we will assess where we are on the chart we're gonna be reading the definitions of the alignments from wikipedia as it pertains to dungeons and dragons (laughs) as it pertains to dungeons and dragons This is why I need some explanations. I'm sure it's different from different. Well, I mean, it also applies to literary. Like, you can use it when you're developing characters for a story because you can kind of see where where their, like, moral alignment. This is all moral alignment. So it's, like, what your inner, that kind of informs everything that you do. Interesting. So Amanda's going to start us off with the good column of the chart. Okay. So... Lawful good. Uh, A lawful good character typically acts with compassion and always with honor and a sense of duty. However, lawful good characters will often regret taking any action they fear that would violate their code, even if they recognize such action as being good. Jon Snow. (laughs) Yes. That's why he's the most annoying character. (laughs) All right. A neutral good character typically acts altruistic uh, without regard or for or against lawful precepts such as rules or tradition. A neutral good character has no problems with cooperating with lawful officials but does not feel beholden to them. In the event that doing the right thing requires the bending or breaking of rules, they do not suffer the same inner conflict that a lawful good character would. So does that make more sense? That sounds like me. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, I mean, whatever. I guess I'll decide at the end. I might need a little bit of explanation on some of these to Mm -hmm. make my decision. Anyway, a chaotic good character does what it is necessary to bring out the change for the better, disdains bureaucratic bureaucratic organizations that get in the way of social improvement, and, uh, and places a high value on personal freedom, not only for oneself, but for others as well. So, uh, Robin is going to do our neutral section. It starts with lawful neutral. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> a lawful neutral neutral character typically believes strongly in lawful concepts such as honor order rules and tradition but often follows a personal code in addition to or even in preference to one set down by a benevolent authority and then neutral character also called true neutral is neutral on both axes and tends not to feel strongly toward any alignment or actively seeks their balance that's that and then there's chaotic neutral A chaotic neutral character is an individualist who follows their own heart and generally shirks rules and traditions. Although chaotic neutral characters promote the ideas of free, the ideals of freedom, it is their own freedom that comes first. Good and evil come second to their need to be free. That's understandable. Mm. (laughs) It's like this, I got to be me. So I have been assigned the evil category because in Robin's words, I am evil. So lawful evil, a lawful evil character sees a well-ordered system as being easier to exploit than to necessarily follow. Examples of this alignment include tyrants, devils, corrupt officials, and undiscriminating mercenary types who have a strict code of conduct. (laughs) 
I just have to say, I think it's hilarious that uh, devils and corrupt officials are the same. I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yep. <laughs> so neutral evil. A neutral evil, evil character is typically selfish and has no qualms about turning on allies uh, on allies of the moment and usually makes allies p- primarily to further their own goals. A neutral evil character has no compunction about harming others to get what they want, but neither will they go out of their way to cause carnage or mayhem when they see no direct benefit for themselves. Another valid interpretation of neutral evil holds up evil as an ideal, doing evil for evil's sake and trying to spread its influence. Wow. That's a lot. Um, So chaotic evil. A chaotic evil character tends to have no respect for rules, other people's lives, or anything but their own desires, which are typically selfish and cruel. They set a high value on personal freedom, but do not have much regard for the lives or freedom of other people. Chaotic evil characters do not work well in groups because they resent being given orders and usually do not behave themselves unless there's no alternative. I think I figured out where V-Tang falls. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Okay. Let's go back up to the top where Amanda's going to fall. Yeah. Where do you think? I think I'm neutral good. I think you are too. Yep. That's me. Robin, what do you think you are? I don't know. I I think Robin is, I don't know. You're like somewhere between lawful good and neutral good. You really love rules. Like, you you enjoy following the rules. I do. But, like, you're not a total stick in the mud. Thank you. That's so <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> I was thinking, like, lawful evil. I'm just kidding. I was like, uh, no. No. Yeah, I would say neutral good. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, you're not like, you're not going to follow every rule blindly. That's just not your style. So like, you don't mind breaking the rules as long as it like doesn't fuck up everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You definitely, you definitely look at like, okay, how bad would it be to break this rule before you break the rule? That's true. Okay. Andy is definitely a chaotic something. Yes, he is. (laughs) I feel like he's chaotic neutral. Uh, Let's. I mean, maybe not the last part, but like somewhere between chaotic neutral and chaotic good. Uh huh. I agree. Because like he doesn't really give a shit about rules. No. And he kind of wants to see the world burn a little bit, <laughs> just for his own entertainment. I think so. <laughs> that is why we fit so well together. I just want all the tease me. I don't want to do anything wrong. I want to know what you did wrong. Tell right. me about it. <laughs> you want to watch the reality show about other people doing bad things. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what Kristen is. Um. I, I'm not quite, I'm not chaotic good, really. I mean, a little bit, but not, I'm not that good. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like you are, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, yeah, for the most part, but like, cause I'm not, I'm not someone that's going to just like you could follow be... rules because they uh-huh. need I feel to be like followed. you're chaotic neutral. That's what I was just going to so say. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But your ideals typically align on the good side of that mm-hmm. yeah for sure because i was when i was reading i was like yeah i'm chaotic good no no i'm not definitely def- definitely not yeah disdains bureau bureaucratic organizations i mean that's definitely that's me <laughs> yeah, exactly 
A hundred percent. Well, yeah, you're you're probably between good and, and neutral. neutral then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chaotic, of course. Mm-hmm. The, just the word chaotic gives me anxiety. <laughs> can't even. That's oh. awesome. Well, that was fun. Professor Let us know chaos. What you guys are. Yeah. Sorry. Right. That's you. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So maybe we can use this. Um, we probably won't because we're like, oh yeah, we'll do that. I don't know. Maybe we can use this to kind of um, if we remember flesh out some if characters. If we ever yeah. find more content and time in our lives to put together a Patreon, we could do that. Oh yeah, that's like a thing. <laughs> we just don't have time to make extra stuff. So yeah. content. We'll see. Maybe someday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait for it, guys. <laughs> we Hurry do need new wait. equipment, so we'd love to do it someday. <laughs> right. <laughs> So it isn't like this daisy chain of. <laughs> it is the definition of chaotic on this table. It really is. It's because Kristen was in charge. Oh, shoot. Well, yeah. Right. Well, we got to have the Sour Patch You're kids. in charge. I'm cheap. So Same. Well, here we are. I was in charge of making sure that this all functioned because I had the computer. So it's just like. It's great. Mm. It's good. I mean, this Chromebook is bent. But it works. Dude, it's totally going to catch on fire. It works. At least Fine. we'll all be here when I it have happens. another one. Yeah. Awesome. All okay. right. We have oh. something else exciting Yay! to do. Let me get myself together. Well, I'll be honest with you. And I want to thank all of our listeners. I did not expect to get this many reviews. And they're all so amazing. Yeah. I'm just so grateful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm completely flabbergasted by it for sure. I don't. I'm like, what? Really? Well, and like a lot of them say best. And I'm just like, oh, my God. (laughs) I can think of one word to describe me. It would be mediocre. (laughs) She's all right. (laughs) I love you, kid. Oh, man. All right. So this is from Lauren Faith. And she's uh, best podcast ever is the title. We agree. Thank you. She says, I always thought podcasts were boring until I found this one. Robin, Kristen, and Amanda are so funny and relatable. They help my work days go faster. This is my favorite book series, and it's so fun to hear them discuss things I never thought about. Yeah, we're overanalyzing everything. It makes me love the books more. This podcast is so amazing. Can't wait for more episodes. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. Also, you should know how absolutely excited Robin is that she was named first in that list <laughs> she, the whole time was dancing <laughs> she is so stoked <laughs> I'm the middle normally but now she's the middle child she's like, she's like someone purposely messed up the order to give me number one it couldn't be because my name is shorter but thank, thank you, you. Yes. so much so much thank you thank you for taking the time to do that all of you everybody yeah. everybody Hurry. Everybody in the club. Getting reviewed. Yeah. Okay. Here. We can go there. I like it. Let's flow. Uh, no. I don't know how to flow. Robin would have to write it for us. Yeah. She's the only one with any musical talent. Her writing abilities. Wait, yeah. no, you're a writer. Uh... Oh, I can't do poetry. Like, I can't get anything to write. I would rhyme words that don't rhyme. That's what poetry is supposed to be, right? On haiku? Okay, let's cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. Raphael carries a lifeless Simon, baby Bjorn style, to a graveyard of Clary's specifications in Queens. 
so our crew could watch our baby vamp Simon dig himself out of his own grave. Alec and Magnus come in clutch with some animal blood for Simon, which he guzzles greedily. We bounce forward in time in chapter 11, with Clary hanging out at the hospital. She spills her guts to Jocelyn and soon discovers that Luke is lurking in the doorway. They take an awkward car ride back to his house and discover Simon waiting on the front porch. Clary takes him inside and they have a heart-to-heart. It's interrupted by Luke purposely crashing his truck into a demon who is attacking Maya. Ruh-ro. Okay. So we open in Simon's point of view. He and Clary have been banished to the kitchen while Luke cleans up Maya's wounds in the living room. A demon attack is serious, even for a trained shadow hunter. And up until a few weeks ago, they were just normal teenagers. So neither of them are prepared for the war that they've been thrust into. All Simon wants, all Simon wants is, all that she wants <laughs> is another baby. <laughs> Woo woo! Apparently, your kid. Dude, I want one so bad, but I can't. <laughs> she's like, she's into it. She oh, wants great. a sibling so bad. It's great. So all Simon wants to do is comfort Clary, but with his new vamp strength, he worries he'll he'd accidentally. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Bring me a baby. <laughs> Get me a baby. <laughs> All Simon wants to do is comfort Clary, but with his new vamp strength, he worries he'd accidentally hurt her. Of course, Jace didn't seem to have that problem in the Sealy Court. Oh, shoot. This is a little Twilighty for me. That's... I do say that. I'm like, dude, this... Like, these... This chapter and next chapter are a bit Twilighty. Okay. Oh, it's Twilight. A bit. A, a bit City of Ashley. <laughs> I think Twilight came out before. Okay. What am I trying to say? I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. I'm very hot. <laughs> I'm like sweating because I was laughing so hard and like my fat ass, like that's burning calories. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon, like me, I think has a bit of anxiety and I think he has, he's having some intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Got to shake his head. Which I know well. About the Sealy Court. So the image of Jason Clary is unbring is brought unbidden to his mind. And I'm gonna read the excerpt from the back. No. Simon had watched with a sick feeling in his stomach, unable to look away, as Jace had taken Clary in his arms and kissed her with such force Simon thought one or both of them might shatter. He'd held her as if he'd wanted to crush her into himself, as if he could fold the two of them into one person. Tonight's the night. To become y- one? I was going to say young. To become one. Is that better? <laughs> I need somebody. <laughs> I bet most of our listeners will not understand that reference. Sorry. Oh, gosh. It's because we're old. You, you, I was just, you just made me feel really old. <laughs> like, I might cry. So Simon is desperate to keep the tentative romantic bond he has with Clary, terrified that if he isn't careful, it'll all fall apart, and so will he. Oh, my gosh. And um, that's a red flag, buddy. Your relationship is built on consolation prizes and unrequited and an unrequited childhood crush. Not the best foundation. <laughs> like, he just really needs to get over it. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You're telling me. He's trying to, he's trying to make this relationship with Clary happen, it's not going to happen like fetch. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I just really want to date myself today. 
That's so bad. So bad. So Clary gets a taste of her own medicine. For once, Simon is the distracted one not paying attention to Clary. His new vamp powers are pulling his attention away from the task at hand, which would be calling for reinforcements like Luke demanded that they do. (laughs) And I just thought it was really interesting uh, with his vamp eyesight and like hearing and stuff i would totally it's like getting glasses for the first time and you're like oh shit this is what the world really looks like <laughs> like everything's not blurry i didn't know stars were like legitimate <laughs> i felt like i had superpowers like i could read a billboard and then my mom read it and i was like how can she read that <laughs> like i'm wearing my glasses no everyone reads normally i remember grass was because like grass just looked like a green blob she's opposite yeah oh okay I always mess it up. You're farsighted. Because near you yes. can't see And I'm far. nearsighted. Yes. Okay. I was nearsighted. Yes. But like grass always just kind of looked like blah. But it was like, I'm like, oh my God, they're like individual. Wow. <laughs> That's great. I got, so when I got my eyes dilated, you can't see up close. Mm-hmm. It is so like. It's really annoying. It's Wow. <laughs> It's just wow, guys. You know, they should warn you when you go, bef- like before your appointment, that they're going to dilate your eyes. Because the last time mine were dilated, I was, not only did I have to write a check for some crazy reason, <laughs> um, I had to drive I and I couldn't see the yeah. speedometer. I didn't know how fast I was going. <laughs> you're like, you're like, is this even, like, are am you, I on the right line? Right, are you doing this just to fuck with me? Like, is this fun for you? <laughs> okay, so anyway, where were we? Sorry. <laughs> um, called for reinforcements because Clary is still punishing herself. Yes. Okay. So because Clary is still punishing herself for loving Jace, she refuses to call him for help. Instead, asking Simon to do it for her. Yeah, because that's going to go well Sorry. at all. But I just, I don't. <sighs> it's like when you had to three-way because you were too embarrassed to call your crush. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. And then you hang up and then he starts 69s you and then you're like, shit. Yep. <laughs> wow. Okay. So this is the throwback episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 1999. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So Simon relents because he always does when it comes to, when it has to do with Clary and makes the call. Definitely a sign of their unbalanced and very unhealthy relationship. (laughs) Simon is so terrified of losing Clary that he becomes a doormat for her every whim. And no matter how impractical it is, it's just obnoxious. I just, I'm over it. I'm over Simon and Clary. Are you ready for him to be dead yet? Yes. No. (laughs) I feel like it was one of those things where it was like, say the first thing that comes to your mind. (laughs) That was really good. That was mean. No. No, but I'm ready for them to just be over it. Um, it's not working for me. Okay, I don't like fine. it. What did you say about Clary? What? Get some constitution. What did you say? Agency. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Simon needs to, too. That's what I was trying he- to say, but I, <laughs> I feel like you're like, read the, the smart constitu- words don't come to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> read the constitution, Simon. Like, <laughs> What? Because I was like, get some constitution. (laughs) Ratify this document, Simon. (laughs) Shit. Okay. 
So Jace answers, thinking it's Clary, which throws Simon off, and he doesn't say anything right away. And same. Okay, I would I would be like, uh, and then, <laughs> like we talked about before, like you don't want to say, like you don't want to be the one to be, and you're just kind of like stuck in that limbo where it's just, you're too socially awkward to like handle this situation. <laughs> uh, uh. Amanda would just want him to spill something secret. Yeah. Be like, ooh, I'm not going to say anything because he might tell me something I don't know. Hot mm-hmm. goss. Hot goss. Tell me everything. I'm just paralyzed with fear. <laughs> <laughs> That's also me sometimes. So I'm going to read the, the quote because I found it. <clears throat> I'm going to read the quote quotable. from the book. Yes, I found it quotable. I like it. I like it. I'm using it. There was a tone in Jace's voice he'd never heard before, an anxious concern devoid of sarcasm or defense. Was that how he spoke to Clary when they were alone? Yep. Yeah. So I think Simon's realizing that the person Jace is with everybody else, this like dickhead attitude that Simon clearly despises. Um, and the person that Jace is with, with Clary alone are two completely different people. And I think he's starting to be like, it's not, oh, how could she just be attracted to this asshole? Oh, it's just a phase. And it's a little bit more like there might be something deeper here. So I think he's becoming, like, he's realizing that, like, maybe this isn't, like, a phase? <laughs> like, I don't know. He's if, becoming more self-aware. Right. And I don't know if, like, loving, you know, being a brother lover is a phase, but. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> He'll grow out of it. Um, so, ooh, okay. Simon's instantly annoyed. <laughs> Jace doesn't have the right to be heartbroken about Clary, which, get off your fucking high horse, Simon. Um, and, you know, he kind of has this, like, inner, like, he wants to yell at Jace, and he, like, thinks of all the things he wants to say to Jace, but he's not going to. Instead of saying what he really feels, uh, he continues their childish rivalry and makes a point to tell Jace that he's calling because Clary is still avoiding him. Such a dick move. Um, Before explaining the situation with Maya. Jace tells Simon that he's on his way with Alec and Magnus in tow and hangs up before Simon gets a chance to say anything else. (laughs) Which is typical of Jace. I I don't understand how Clary wasn't a little more upset with Simon. For the way that went. I don't think she can be because she should have just called him herself. Right. Yeah, I know. But like be a, be a friend and just help me make this not awkward. And then he makes it very awkward. But he's not a friend. He's a boyfriend. I guess that's true. And she has no backbone. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Like I get it for mm-hmm. sure. But I think she's just. She knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. What did she expect? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh-huh. I don't know why I did that. I'm a goose honking now. <laughs> so Clary's a bit out of it, listening to the sounds of pain coming from Maya in the living room as Luke works on her injuries. And I'm just thinking like, shit, I would not be able to stay in the kitchen because I would need to know what was happening. Like, because my mind would like, you've got some like weird witchy, like, I got a, like a essential oil for that. Like, <laughs> You'd be in there with like a mortar and pestle, like making something up. I I definitely would want to be involved in the healing process. She's like, you guys, wait, I have a crystal. I have a crystal. I have a crystal for this. I feel like 
smudging the demon energies off of you. I just want more sage. Do you guys have sage? Oh, I have sage. I I carry sage with me. No. <laughs> it's an emergency. I've got a rose quartz oh. and some sage, some Palo Santo. I have some Advil. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Simon tries to comfort Clary as best he can, reassuring her that Luke wouldn't hurt Maya. But Clary is teetering on the verge of a total freakout. A well-deserved freakout, mind you. And she says, he is hurting her. He has no choice, Clary said. She was shaking her head. That's how it always is these days. There's never any choice. Which, ooh, that is a gut punch. Yep. Because it's, it's true. Like, she feels like she's stuck in this world where she's like, there's no... There's no way out. There's no back to normalcy. There's no retrieving what she'd lost. Like her innocence is gone. Mm-hmm. And so she can't go back to that, you know, that place. And going forward is just pain and suffering. And as Hodge said, you know, this life of scars and what was the other one? Magic. Fucking demon shit. <laughs> I, I want that on a t-shirt. This life of scars and demon shit. Fucking demon shit. This is another one of those poop smell like butts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to quote Cassandra Clare. <laughs> so, obviously, we know Clary is been through a lot. We, I will admit, I am not so kind to her sometimes. And I probably should be. So, let's review Clary's stressors. One, her mom was kidnapped, drugged, and is now lying in a hospital bed in a coma, and no one knows how to wake her up. Her father, who she thought was dead, is actually an evil overlord who wants to take over the world. Luke, her pseudo-father, who she thought was human, is actually a werewolf who had to kill a guy to become a pack leader so he could have an army to battle the Clary's real dad. Um... <laughs> She's also found out she's not completely human either, and she actually comes from a long line of angel-blooded demon slayers. Her best friend is in love with her and also just got murdered by vampires and now is one himself. Oh, and she's in love with her long-lost brother. So, like, I feel like we should give her a little bit more grace. I feel like that was a mouthful. That was a lot of shit. <laughs> it's like, barely even covered it. <laughs> that was very concise. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For those of you listening who haven't picked up on it, which I'm sure you have, um, that was really sweet of Robin to say to me because I can't get to a point to save my fucking life. <laughs> so, hence this section. So <laughs> we were going to switch off doing recaps, which I think we've talked about that too, but it's a bad idea. Yeah, you're just so good at it, too. You it's are. Just, no, you're so just be like, okay, so there was a guy. <laughs> and, well, don't worry. Well, it's yeah. really, really funny. I'm going to get to it. Hold on. <laughs> Did I tell you about the new shoes I bought? <laughs> Where were we? Okay, aluminum. Sorry, shiny. Uh, okay, so listen, I think that it's also... <laughs> back to the point <laughs> I think that it's also just one thing after another you know it's just, oh yeah oh my gosh it's like dude there's it's like when you're watching a tv show 
and you're binging it so you know there's six seasons so you're like okay i know more shit's gonna happen because it has to otherwise it would be boring it's like man it's always something with these people you right. know you're like give me a break yeah. like i want you to be happy for more than five seconds oh wait that's because i clicked yes i am still watching on netflix <laughs> that was me with game of thrones i was like oh my gosh there's more people like <laughs> trying to get everyone's when you're binge watching game of thrones and trying to remember for the first time trying to remember everybody's name that's nightmare you have, like a, you have to have like a notepad <laughs> amanda had told me like basically something that had happened in the show but didn't give me um specifics so uh-huh. i knew it was coming but i didn't know which characters were involved or whatever and i was like i can't believe all this has happened and this other thing is also going to happen like oh yeah i hate that when we accidentally spoil something for someone. See, I enjoy... No, it's okay. We do it to each other all the time. I enjoy spoiling when it's my choice. When I'm like, I want to know what happened. But then it kind of ruins... Because the entire time in my head, I'm like, when is that going to happen? And then I'm like putting the... Trying to put the pieces together to like figure it out before it gets to the point. Yep. It's not... Yep. I accidentally read something last week about Outlander. And it was just a sentence. And I was like, God damn it. Now I know. And then it happened like two episodes later. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. So now yeah. I don't have to. It didn't ha- yeah. you don't have to wait forever. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so needless to say, Clary has had a lot to process over the past few weeks. And there's no end in sight. So she's a bit on the prickly side. <laughs> While Clary's mini breakdown is well and justified, Simon can't help but feel the sting of his new reality and excuses himself to go check on Maya and Luke. Maya's laid up on the couch, seriously jacked up with all that demon poison in her system, and instantly and instantly pulling on Simon's truly human emotions. I really like that Simon is still Simon at his core, regardless of his new undead circumstance. Um, like I said before, becoming a vampire and is a turning point for Simon. Um, not only does it put him smack dab in the middle of the action, it gives him a dog of the fight, um, a reason to care about the war that's going on and kind of all... What? <laughs> Just every time that that term is used, it reminds me of Lars Larson. <laughs> me too. I got to talk in the fight. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. A reason to care about the war that's been brewing among the shadow world. As for us readers, Simon managing to maintain his humanity despite the bloodlust gives us a reason to root for him and helps make him more a more sympathetic character going forward. Um, unlike Twilight... <laughs> Dude, I've been wait. Okay, obviously I knew what was gonna happen, mm-hmm. and it's just like it. I feel like it turns from that like, and we're just in the beginning of that sideline character. Like you said, he has a purpose and right a reason and stuff. I was like, God, just please, just get, get move on. Come on, let's ha- let's let this happen. Right, but yeah, no, I, I agree. It's like oh, okay, so now he's he's solid two feet in. Mm-hmm. He's part of the crew now, and he's not just this out hanger on Monday, right. He's been patched. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) He's got a cut. Right. Okay. So Maya tells Simon that Luke went out to move the truck off the lawn because, you know, neighbors. (laughs) And and she says that she's thirsty. So Simon offers to get her a glass of water. Being the nice boy he is. That was so sweet of him. Right? (laughs) There's this part. I can't. I can't. It says, there was a pitcher of water and a stack of glasses on the sideboard next to the dining room table. I'm sorry, what? Did we time travel back 100 years? Like, what is happening right now? It's on the buffet. Right. Like, why? why? This is a single man. 
Okay. Maybe, maybe it's for the um, bookstore people, visitors. This is in his living, in his living room, by his, or by his dining table, in his house. It's not in the bookstore. Sorry, Lucian. I got nothing for he you. He's a single man. What is going, I don't, okay, I can understand, like, he has a lot of artifacts. Maybe it's an antique, but it would not be in use. There would not be stagnant water sitting in a fucking pitcher. Full of in, dust. Just waiting around, collecting. And it's like hot, right? I'm assuming. At least it's room temperature. It's te- yeah, tepid yeah, water. Nobody likes to drink that. Right? My kid does, but he's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't, I, I can't, no. No. There's pizza boxes, maybe like a half drink, like cranberry juice from like vodka crayons in the fridge. Come on. No thanks. Not tepid water. No. No. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So Simon brings Maya her stagnant water. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just so gross. Okay, sorry. And in a scene reminiscent of the infamous Twilight sob scene, their fingers touch and Maya recoils from Simon's freezing undead skin. But Maya's no Bella. She knows exactly what Simon is and she is so not okay with it. <laughs> I don't get the reference. You... You watch Twilight. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, you need to bring that nerd button back. You got to find that I shit. I know. I think it's another room. Opposite nerd. I Well, I just, I heard how terrible it was. It's so. like a rite of passage, though. It kind of is. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. I, like, I haven't seen Hunger Games either. <gasps> you, oh. I think I wanted that's to read way, the book. That's actually though. good. Hunger Games, the books are actually really good. And okay. The, the movies are pretty good, too. You enjoyed Divergent. I really did. You read mostly all of them? No, I no, watched she watched it. the movie. Oh. <laughs> no time for that. No. Um, mostly just because four was, like, super hot. Yeah. Super I've hot. got I've got a way big thing for Josh Hutcherson, so. Is that who he is? Is that him? PETA. No. Hunger Games. Oh. That's Theo James. Is oh, yeah, his name is the, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's British. Mm-hmm. I'll take me one of those. At least I think he is. <laughs> Don't at me if he's not British. I'm sorry. He might Nobody be Australian. Nobody at you anyway. <laughs> Nobody at any of us. <laughs> That's fair. Just kidding. That was mean, and it wasn't supposed to be mean. It was great. So Maya begins to wolf out as she hurls abuse at our poor Simon, calling him a monster and a blood-sucking leech. Yikes. He deserves it. Oh, really? <laughs> How dare you bring water? Get out of here. This is warm water. Make like a tree. How dare you con- be concerned here. about my health and ask if you if I need anything? How dare you? you what do you think I am, ass. a dog? I'm going to drink tepid water. <laughs> Where are my ice cubes? Because she's a werewolf. Get it? This is boss water. (laughs) Okay, we need to reel it in. All right. Sorry. Of course, Simon, used to reeling in Clary, tries to do the same for Maya, but there's one difference. She's got claws and she's not afraid to use them. (laughs) So lashing out, she swipes at... Lashing out, she swipes at Simon's face, drawing blood and his fangs with it. They're at a standstill. Simon's scared and confused, and Maya looks like she's about to eat him alive. Er, undead. 
Have no fear, silly downworlders. The angel blood is here. <laughs> the door to the kitchen flew open and Clary burst into the room. She leaped onto the coffee table, landing lightly as a cat. She held something in her hand, something that flashed a bright white silver when, raised, when she raised her arm. Simon saw that it was a dagger as elegantly curved as a bird's wing, a dagger that whipped past Maya's hair millimeters from her face and sank into the and sank to the hill in gray velveteen. Maya tried to pull away and gasped. The blade had gone through her sleeve and pinned it to the sofa. Damn! Enter badass Clary for the win! Dude, do you think she actually meant to hit her? No way she has that good of aim. I think it was instinct. I think her angel oh, blood was taken okay. over. Okay, okay. That shadow hunter blood. <laughs> well, be, okay, so like when Jace... And Clary met, and he was talking about, like, not when they met, but when they found out she was a shadow hunter. They they were telling, they're like, like, yeah, you'll, you have, like, more speed, more endurance than your average human because you're a shadow hunter. Huh. So I think, I think some of it's instinct. But, I mean, like, you know she's been, you know she's been practicing. Come on. Like throwing pencils when at you? the wall? I feel like that's something you did as a kid. Yeah. i feel personally attacked oh all right well clary demands to know what the hell mia was thinking god damn it it's maya isn't it it is is spelled incorrectly okay it needs a y all right (laughs) whatever clary demands to know what the hell maya is thinking they're both downworlders after all and they should like stick together (laughs) maya reminds clary that vamps are murderers and there's one on the loose Currently murdering person slash wolves around town. So she has the right to be afraid, okay? <laughs> she goes on to explain that vamps and where people were created, um, when their species was created, they were at war. So it's in their blood to hate each other. Simon might not feel it now, but he'll grow to hate person slash wolves, even Luke. Bullshit. It's just an excuse. Yeah, dude. It seems weird that... Get over yourself. That Luke never brought it up. Not, I guess, never, but hasn't had a chance to yet, maybe? Because it's not real. Okay. Maya's, like, totally being a flat earther right now. A what? A flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I, I thought said? you said flatterer. <laughs> no. Yes. Flat earther. <laughs> okay. Just then, the door slammed open. It was Jace with Magnus and Alec right behind. Jay starts dadding Clary with a, what do you think you're doing? And I'm like, back up, bro. Mm-hmm. This was so infuriating to read. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Clary's awesome, man. That was so, like, and that's, was so she's like, I didn't hurt anyone. Moment. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we can get behind Clary. She's actually doing something. She's not just kind of, like, falling into situations. She's, like being the aggressor or whatever like uh-huh. she, she's like handling something and then jace yep. comes in and fucking ruins it all just gotta be a negative nancy such a dick <laughs> well they kind of go back and forth as they usually do and simon brings the attention back to maya whose condition starts to decline so magnus jumps in to save the day uh-huh. the group starts pulling putting together that luke is not moving his truck since <laughs> like he's not back in the house yet the three didn't see him when they were out there and alec points out that he saw the truck but no luke so magnus um brings up the the dreyvark is that what we decided dreyvac 
I think it's Dravak, right? Dravak. I can't they remember what we great. said. Yeah. yeah. So the demons roam in packs. So it's like not good. <laughs> he says actually what he says is something I would say. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jace decides to go. Investigate Discovery. <laughs> and Clary, of course, wants to join in. They bicker at the door, of course, and Jace ends up calling her Clarissa, which is weird. No, thank you. <laughs> Thankfully, she points that out, too. And she's like, no, 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 no. Don't call me that. It's icky. It is. I don't like it. No, don't say that. I'm already reminded that you're my brother. Don't remind me of our father, too. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> the only other person that's really called her that was Valentine. Yeah. V-Tang. Jonathan. So, yeah, that's it's weird. Icky. So Jace corrects himself by saying her name in a super sexual, can't not pay attention to it voice. <laughs> and Clary tried to convince him to be cool by saying, he's my uncle, not yours. A savage humor slashed across his face. Any uncle of yours is an uncle of mine, darling sister. <clears throat> but it's really funny. It is. <laughs> Simon is totally overwatching them and calls them out for their obvious flirting. He's like, yeah, dude, come on. I'll do it. Just make it stop. <laughs> so they're like, let's all go. And Jace gives Clary a serif blade. So Jace points out that um, Luke's truck is still running and they kind of have a like, how do you know? And he's like, I can hear it idling. Right? That's what he, uh-huh. or I can. Yeah. How yeah. did Simon not hear that? Doesn't he have increased? I think he's just not um, honing into that. Okay. Like, he's still coming into his sense. Yeah, like, it might be too overwhelming for him to pick things out because he okay. can hear everything now. Like he was talking about the faucet dripping. Yeah. Like he gets oh, like, really yeah. fixed on it. But um, interesting. I'm sure he's too busy stewing about Clary and Jay. <laughs> it just seems like a weird thing to kind of go back and forth about. Because unless it's a Prius, you would hear a car idling. I could hear it. Right. I'm no idiot. I or, think that. Um, maybe I am. Yeah, I think in the book, it's kind of supposed to just be like, okay, Jace is really being over the top. Okay. Butthole mode right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, can't you hear it? Like, duh. (laughs) Well, that's kind of how I am, so sorry. (laughs) I was like, I could hear it. It's like, whatever. So, okay. Yes, I agree. I think some of the motivation behind that is that Simon just called Jace out for flirting with Clary, and there's a lot of people. So... Even though he wants to be with her, he still wants to be with her in secret. And I think that there's a little bit like he's like, uh, like he was embarrassed. Uh huh. Like and, you caught and, me. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, well, I'll make you pay because well, he's wonder, a bully. Isn't Luke's house by like a freeway, or is that just in my I brain? Think it's by a river. It's it by a river. By river. It's by a river. Yeah. At least by water. Right. Because I was just, maybe there's a lot like of street noise and stuff. Of, yeah. I would really like to look, and I may look up you will where luke lives um because it's very confusing to me because there's like the movie version and then the book version and they don't match up and it it i'm very it seems like jace or jace it seems like luke lives in like basically a residential area yeah but he has a bookshop attached which i'm very confused about for new york i'm like wouldn't your shop be in I the city? See, I get a city vibe, not a residential vibe. But he has a lawn. And they there are no There are no lawns in New York. I'm just <laughs> assuming like like a patch is what I always thought it was. Like I picture him in like one of those San Francisco townhouses. But they're not attached. Just with like a little more space. But just like a very like narrow a row But house. he has a driveway. A long row house. And where is the bookstore? I thought he lived behind the bookstore. It's attached. Uh-huh. Like it's like like there's it's okay. There's some 
Like, whether there's an alley on one side or, like, I, I don't know. Okay. We don't live on the East Coast, so we don't, like, have things like that. We it's don't have true. architecture like that. We have no idea, like, it doesn't make sense. So the movie doesn't match up with what you're reading? Is that what you're saying? No, in the movie, it's, like, downtown New York. Okay. It's, like, somewhere in, like, how you would see movie New York. Okay, like Manhattan-y. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, <laughs> sorry for that tangent. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, on that note, a little bit to get back at Simon, uh, Jace gives him a new nickname. And instead of calling him Mundy, he calls him Bloodsucker. And Simon's not about it. He liked Mundy better. I think I like Bloodsucker. That's funny. <laughs> Jace He's like, pulled- I'll suck your sister's blood. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, geez, Louise. All right. Well, the next part here is interesting. Jace pulls out a sensor to pick up traces of demons. I was really surprised to see this come up again because it doesn't really like why have why? Why now? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> again, like you haven't used it every other time you could have used uh-huh. it. Yeah. This Weird. Is, this is. Yeah, we've definitely had. And I didn't I didn't remember it came into play in the second book. Well, and I, and I think it might, I think mm-hmm. it's just like kind of rant. It's almost like, oh, I forgot we had this tool. Let's <laughs> slip it in here. You know, that sounded yeah. dirty. No, it's perfect. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I could bring that with me. It seems like you would want to have that all the time. Right. It had to be very useful. <laughs> yeah. But I also have a question. OK, so first of all, it sounds like a stud finder, which I think is funny because it like beeps. <laughs> to Jason. She's like, that's what I do to Andy. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, okay, tell me this. I'm actually asking a question this time. Yes. (laughs) So aren't Luke and Simon tech part demon, right? They have, they, okay. So the way Maya described it, they were infected by demon energies, but the way Luke describes it, it's a, it's like a, um, disease it's like oh, a demon right. disease okay because i'm like why maybe it's picking up some of them but obviously jace says that it's a really high level so there had to have been more than one or it had to have been re- really recent i think is actually what he said yeah. um so i'm like well what if they're picking up traces of like simon's legit standing right there i don't yeah i don't know that it works that way i okay. always thought of it like um I need to think of a different... But they also don't explain how it works. So it's one of those things that like exists, but you don't know all of the parameters of this magical item or whatever the fuck's called. Weird. We don't wield magic. <laughs> Kristen. I'm sorry. Alec would be ashamed of you. All right. Well, just as Jace and Clary start to bicker again about uh, Clary being out there because Jace is like, you should really go back inside. I can do this by myself because I'm so strong and you're not. Um, (laughs) Clary sees something out of the corner of her eye by the water and they all go after it. Jace is in the lead. And Clary, which is also weird to me because I thought Simon had, could run faster. I don't know. Anyway, Clary saw Luke being attacked by two creatures and Jace tells Simon and Clary to stay back because these demons are much worse than the one that had attacked Maya. So Jace goes to work. Work, 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 work. (laughs) (laughs) He managed to slice off one of its tentacle wrists (laughs) and it goes flying over towards Clary and Simon and Clary like kicks it. She's like, gotta get it. It's gonna make me sick. Get it out of here. (laughs) God. And this... Well, it's like, it has like individual mouths and the sucker it, mm-hmm. portion right mm-hmm. i want to be a demon creator 
I was gonna say it's like every nightmare. Right. I want to be like a research assistant that like comes up with different attributes of different demons and be like, okay. Like on the good place. Right. Let's just mash this with this and make it as terrifying as possible. I want to be the architect. Yes. And she's like complaining that we told her to read the evil column. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't complaining. No. Just statementing. I was statement. It was a statement. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, since it had its wrist tentacle chopped off, um, blood is spraying everywhere. And this causes Clary to get distracted and hesitate. Like, I just imagine she's just like, oh, blood. I don't know. Something shiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she wasn't sure if she should go help Luke or Jace. I'm just like, what the hell is Simon doing? Why is she having to choose between her brother and her pseudo father? Why can't, like, she should go help Luke. And he is strong, right? Because he has mm-hmm. this vampism. And so he should go help Jace. I just don't understand why this is even a thing. Well, okay. So Simon, up until two days ago was just kind of like I wouldn't say feeble, but he's not he's not the bravest yeah. person. He's kind of a nerd. This is not he's not a, like a physically aggressive human. Okay, okay. okay. And so I don't I, it's just not instinct, I think. I think it's just kind of like this is all new to him. He and he forgets that he has yeah, these things. That's like fair. he doesn't really think about it. So I don't know why you went out there then. Okay? I, that's I, okay. I bring it up in mind. I, yeah, I'm so. sure he was standing there going, oh, fuck, this is like really real. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is some shit. No wonder Jace has such confidence. Someone should do something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how do vamps die? Uh, stake through the heart. Yeah. So he really Sun. could help because it's less of a chance that he could die. So it's just all these. Anyway, oh, yeah. Like, come on. So anyway, before Clary could finish her thought, um, Simon's yelling at her. She turns around and there's a demon coming right at her. It's um, tiny sucker charms. Pout, <laughs> pout, fish that I was just reading. Today. Little baby mouths. Yep. <laughs> Clary gets knocked on her ace because everything is just one big giant blur. And um, I got to tell you, there's no way I could remember to yell out the name of a sword. Get into stance. Um, and do all the things she has to do to make everything activate without it being muscle memory. Uh-huh. Like, um, she has no training for this, and I don't blame her. Like, it's okay that she got knocked down. Mm-hmm. She's going to get back up again. <laughs> okay. Because so you're never going to get me down. Keep me down. I got knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> yeah. Piss in the night away. <laughs> but, okay. I could never... The way that they do this, like... Alec, here's here's a blade. This is the name. And it's like this really weird, angelic name. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, it, but then you just remember that? I'm like, I can't remember Look, what the, the fuck sword's he said. name was Barbara. Like, I got this. <laughs> yes. Me and Barb are going to fuck up some demons, okay? <gasps> oh, my God. I want a magical system where, like, the... The magical tools are all named after, like, old ladies, like Golden Girls. Edith and <laughs> Bertha. Gertrude. Uh, Gertie. Gertie is Gertie. what I would say. Gertie's the best. Gertie. Anyway, Bertha, Bertha, Barbara, and I would fuck some shit up. <laughs> okay, so. What? Did okay. I cut you off? So No. Okay. The demon 
wraps its tentacle arms around her arm and her neck. And she, of course, is scratching and trying to get off of her because she's quickly losing oxygen. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the demon's off of her. And she's like, boo. Okay. Round two, beach. <laughs> and this time, she's able to pull out and activate the Seraph Blade. And this is a really big moment for Clary. She's a little knocked down, but she's ready to kick some demon ace. It's the first time she's held an angel blade, as she calls it. That no, was her words, not me. And there's this power that's coursing through it, and she can like physically feel it in her hands. And she's like... Sorry. Okay. okay. I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I feel like the way she's describing it now and the way that they're using it, because the seraph blade is what cut off the tentacle, right? Mm-hmm. The Jason. So it's like a... um, What are those? Like a lightsaber? Lightsaber. It, it's like a sword. It does glow. Okay. But it's made of a hard rock. Like, it's called Atomus. So it's not... It's not like a lightsaber. It's a physical corporeal thing. It, it doesn't sounds burn, like a lightsaber, but it does glow. <laughs> it's it's like it's a dagger, though, right? Uh huh. Okay. So okay, how far into Star Wars have you? I've seen them all, but I don't know how well I pay attention. Okay, but like not into like the other like I've seen the... the clones. Like no, like I've seen them all with the one chick, Rudy Rugby. Okay, so that doesn't. Okay, so imagine, Ray. Ima- imagine, um, what's, not Bear Claw. Bear Claw's not the right answer. Um, I don't know where you're going here. John's sword. Oh, John's okay. long claw. Long claw. <laughs> imagine that, but like it's white because the the it's not made of steel. It's made it's of like of, a court crystal sort yeah. of looking thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's quartz, like a countertop, hmm. and then it glows a little bit but it's there it's like the nephilim power within the person that's causing it to like uh-huh. the witch light oh okay yeah. um but basically it's not magic because they don't wield magic right we don't but it, use that word you know, it'll shoot out of the tube but it shoots out as a hard substance okay i always imagined it like a stone i, I never understood the, like the hard tube thing like uh, that confused me uh-huh. because it doesn't make it 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 doesn't make like physics sense and I'm like, if it's made from rock that you harvest underground, which is how the world explains it, it can't be. That's, I guess, why I'm thinking a lightsaber, too. Right, probably. Also because it lights up. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Thank you. Well, that's like a couple times later in, no, this isn't really spoiling, but um, in the Institute, there's like weapons rooms. Uh-huh. And so they're all like displayed out and, you know whips and all this other stuff basically where you go gear up and to me it's like i always imagined all the blades out but i'm like are they just like a bunch of tubes sitting there okay so do they have their name plates no you can pick oh yeah for the which what their name is do you name it every time you use it so you could rename it you name them i believe i think the like you pick it up and you're like okay this one this mother because amanda yeah okay so every so if i give it to you you could name it Kristen. I think if I've already named it, then I tell you what the name is. So, so if it's in a weapons room and they're like on the wall, maybe they haven't been used yet. They're unused. I don't know. They don't explain it. Okay. They, they don't explain that that part, portion. But in my head, I've ignored the whole 
coming out of the tube yeah. meeting. Yeah, that's what I'm getting um, Because it's a plot hole that doesn't make sense with all the other information. So I've just kind of erased it from my okay. brain. And in my brain, they're just dull and then they get bright when you name them. Like an arrow And like activate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the tube thing, I forgot about it as yeah. well. Okay. Because, yeah, I was like, oh, they're probably, like, on display. I'm like, I guess now that I'm reading this, they're just, like... <laughs> they have, like, different bands around them, like, to tell you what kind of blade it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Okay. Her confidence is building, and she's like, all right, Nakir, because that's how I'm going to say the blade name. That I don't know right if that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you pumped? Because I'm pumped. <laughs> and she points the Seraph blade at the demon, and it skitters backwards like it's almost afraid of her. So Simon comes running up with this steel pipe because he must have forgotten his vampy strength, like Amanda's been saying. And um, Jace is getting back up on his knees from dealing with the other demon. So Clary's demon starts hooting. And I'm imagining like a cartoon <laughs> foghorn for some reason, like just has legs and it's like. Ooh, that was good. Anyway, the demon's like, peace out. And it turns on its proverbial heel and dashes back into the water. And Jace, of course, rushes over to her. And I just want to know, why, Jace? Why? Go to Luke. Okay. He needs you. Clary is becoming her own goddess boss bitch. And she doesn't need you anymore. Luke is literally dying. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> well, and also, it's like when they saw Luke, and maybe it was just a really quickly... You guys stay back. Like, I'm going to take care of those are da da da. Stay back. And he runs. But to it, like, as I'm reading it, it sounds like they're standing there going, Those are those demons. Oh no. Stay here. And like, they're taking forever when he's could be drowning because Clary at the time wasn't sure if his face was in the water. Right. right. So silly. Pacing is hard with an action scene in a book mm-hmm. because, yeah, it takes you time to read each sentence to find out what's happening. So it feels like it's taking longer yeah. than everything. Because, like, in a movie, everything can happen all at once. This was a blatant foul because he walked away from Luke yeah. to walk to Clary. Right. Yes. Dumb. Anyway, Clary explains what happened. Like, just as Simon is arriving with the pipe to check in on her. And I'm just eye rolling right now. Because then Jace wants to know the backstory on the lead pipe. <laughs> and I just can't. Like, who cares where he got the pipe from? Like, let's just focus, guys. Yeah. And Clary finally is like, dude, come on. Luke. So she gets over to him and he's passed out, but breathing. Um, he has a shoulder wound that's seeping icor and blood and they carry him back and Magnus is waiting on the front porch. They go in and set him down on the couch that's become a hospital bed and Magnus, just, Magnus jumps right back to it and dismisses Clary's questions like, this is more complex than Maya, but I'm like, I, I, I got it, girl. <laughs> and um, Clary sits down and scans the room and Jason and Alec are biffled out by the window so she rests her eyes on Simon and starts making a list of the differences and similarities of pre-slash-post-vamp. <sighs> and they are as followed. Number one, his eyes are bigger now that his nerd goggles are gone. <laughs> Just kidding. We all have glasses. My husband has glasses. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> his eyes have also changed color. They're more blackish than brown. His skin is pale and smooth like marble. He has these dark veins at his temple, and now he's got these sharp, angled cheekbones, and his hair is looking darker like he got a fresh dye job. And Clary's like, damn. Even all the motherfuckers at the hotel were fine. (laughs) (laughs) And at first she's like, I thought only hot kids could join the hotel, do more coven. (laughs) 
But now, like, maybe it's an evolutionary thing. Darwinism, if you will. They need to look banging to lure humans in to eat them. No. Drain them? Drink them? Drain them. Drink them? Yeah, drain, drain them. them. Anyway. I like it. Blood them. Like, you, you gotta be a nine to get in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, sorry. There's a, there's a sign on the door. Must be a nine to ride this ride. <laughs> I need slash want a vampire makeover. Sans the whole pale skin and eternal damnation thing. You are already pale. I, I don't say, think your I don't think your complexion would change right, like, I don't at need all. That part. I want darker skin, not paler skin. So you can take that out. And I don't want to be like eternally damned. But the rest of it sounds good. I'm into it. You just want to be able to tan, but you can't do that as a vamp. Yeah. You could spray tan. No, I want like the angled cheekbones and dark hair and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, he sounds pretty awesome. But mm. um, it seems you would think his mom would notice this too if it was. I don't know because he doesn't sound like he room. was so good looking before. <laughs> I have a question. Tell me everything. Wait are are you saying that um, are you saying that their hair turns black when they're it's just that when they become vi- vampire. I mean, like, obviously, he already had dark hair. I think it might be just in contrast to his complexion. His hair oh, looks okay. darker. Because his eyes okay. look darker, too. So well, I think she's saying that they look darker because he doesn't have the glasses that's on. True. Maybe like, that's yeah. why his eyes look They're bigger. They're looking yeah. fuller and stuff. And I think his hair looks darker just because in comparison to his skin color. Okay. Because I remember when they were in the Hotel du Mont, they like, she thought, she's like, why do they all have black hair? Like, and she thought okay. some of them dyed their hair. And so I was just, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I just maybe. wanted to like make sure, because I don't think that their hair becomes dark. I think it's just whatever their hair was. But I, I think it might be a, a personal style choice for a few, because you know that there's going to be vamps that are super goth. And they're like, oh, I'm going to play this, this up. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. I just was bullet pointing, so I don't. I like it. The specifics. <laughs> As you were. Okay, guys. So you know that moment where you're at a restaurant or whatever, and you're like scoping around the room because you're nosy. Then suddenly you make eye contact with a ah. person that you're staring at. That's exactly what's I happening here. I literally have goosebumps, <laughs> and my, my hair is standing up on my arm right now. I hate that. That's oh. the worst. I don't want anyone to catch me staring at them. Well, now I that you're people a mask, all the time. They, you can't see you smile at them anymore. Oh, right? yeah. So it just looks creepy. They can, you can, you have smize, right? Tyra Banks taught us how to sm- use our smize. <laughs> I do. <laughs> don't do that again. Don't do that. <laughs> I just pretend like I'm looking past them. Like, what is that behind you? See, I have zero chill. I can't, like, when I, I immediately, it's like a knee-jerk reaction to, like, look away. Exactly. (laughs) And and it's so obvious that I was staring at you. It's like, you have the most beautiful eyes. No. Oh, God, that is so, I hate it when people do that. Like, I'm so happy that my hair is blonde. Because when I had my oh, natural yeah. hair, fuck everybody. Since I was a little little kid, everybody thinks it is okay to come up and touch my hair and tell me how beautiful it is. And I'm like, motherfucker, stay. It's like a pregnant woman with the belly. Yeah, it's like people just think like it's free reign because it's like you don't see it all the time. They do that to Lincoln, and I think because he's a baby, crazy mm-hmm. hair, and they like make comments and do this, and I'm like, 
you're a stranger and there's COVID. Stop. Yeah. Don't touch my, don't touch me. Don't touch my kid's hair. Okay. Listen, I got to tell a story really quickly. I'm sorry. Story time. This part, this made me think of when Robin drives by a police officer. (laughs) Have you ever done that with her before? So she's not doing anything wrong because she is the safest motherfucking driver you've ever seen in your life, dude. Seriously. That also may be skewed because Amanda is an insane driver. Yeah. <laughs> Her neutral good is coming out. <laughs> Listen, people, I have places to be, okay? <laughs> if I get stuck behind a Robin, I am pissed. <laughs> it's okay if you're in the car. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine in the car. <laughs> anyway, so when you drive past a police officer with Robin, you have to laugh. <laughs> And pretend like you don't see the police and you're having such a good time in the car. So <laughs> the cops driving by and you're like, <laughs> I I turn on the radio or if the radio's not on and I've got like my earbud in and I'm listening to a podcast, I'll pretend to sing <laughs> for the exact same and, and, and pretend like I don't even like notice the cop. The exact yeah. same reason. <laughs> I'm like, I'm cool. No dead bodies in the trunk. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like a mom telling right? jokes. Right? But it's like this. It's, I'm like, how many people have I killed? Oh and I'm like, God. wait, no, nobody. Have you ever had that moment where you're trying to walk out of the store and you can't remember if you stole something? <laughs> like, no. did I accidentally, like, put something in my pocket? I'm like, I've never stolen anything. But for some reason, I'm like, there's a nail polish stuck in the, like, in the wires of the basket. And I did not put it on the belt. And they're oh going to get me. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's too much. All right. Thank you for letting me tell that story. That was story. great. That yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> Clary's dodging the awkwardness. Because she's like, ah, uh, where do I go? Where do I go? Uh, uh, uh. Magnus. Magnus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look at Magnus. Oh, 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 shit. Looks, looks, see, 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 healed, guys. Hey, 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 everyone, you guys, you guys, looks, looks healed. So the group gaggles around Luke, and Simon slips his hand into Clary's, and they link fingers. And Simon tests Magnus's patience by being like, "Are you sure you healed him?" Do not question Magnus seriously. Who are you? So you guys, this is not important at all. It is, but this next part of the book has stayed with me for since I've read it. I will never forget this. So I'm just going to read an excerpt. I found the bag. Mm. I'm the high warlock of Brooklyn. I know what I'm doing. His eyes moved to Jace, who had just said something to Alec in a voice too low for any of the rest of them to hear. Which reminds me, Magnus went on, sounding stiff. And Clary had never heard him sound stiff before. But I'm not exactly sure what it is you think you're doing. Calling on me every time so one of you has so much of an ingrown toenail that needs clipping... As High Warlock, my time is valuable. There are plenty of lesser warlocks who'd be happy to do a job for you at a greatly reduced rate. Clary blinked at him in surprise. You're charging us? But Luke's a friend. Magnus took a thin blue cigarette out of his shirt pocket. Not a friend of mine, he said. I met him only on the few occasions when your mother brought him along when your memory spells were being refreshed. He passed his hand across the cigarette's tip and lit, and it lit with a multicolored flame. Do you think I was helping you out of the goodness of my heart? Or am I just the only warlock you happen to know? Mm. Mm. That's my baby. Who smokes in someone else's house? Rude. Magnus. Magnus. He did just save his life. So I feel like if someone mm. just saved your life. 
No. No, no. And it's a magical cigarette. It probably right, doesn't even smell. He has like a bubble around him. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, guys. First of all, Magnus is a total badass. Like he belongs on the cover of the Outsiders movie right now. <laughs> oh, damn it. That didn't work very well. The Outsiders. <laughs> With his white t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. With that, um, that pack of cigarettes uh-huh. just pull up, rolled, rolled up. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if I was Clary, I'd be like, come on, dude, you're banging our friends. Like, don't we get a hookup? Hook <laughs> a girl up. I wrote this chapter as I was reading it, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I was just like, oh, my God, that's exactly what Chase says. <laughs> and I just literally melted into my chair and wrote gibberish. <laughs> and just said, this is me dying. <laughs> it says, I can have you make it down. And I thought it was Sushi that wrote that. <laughs> no, it was me. So Alec is like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you saying that? And Jace is like, saying what? Dear and friend. Alec, yeah. Alec's like, why are you saying that I'm dating him? And Jace is like, whoa, bro. I didn't say he was dating you. But funny that you seem to know what I was talking about. And I need a giant timeout here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's all jump into the TARDIS. Nerd. Take a trip back to when this novel was written to really appreciate what a fucked up thing that Jace just did. Uh-huh. Okay. For real. Like, I'm assuming, in my heart of hearts, deep down, that he's trying to adapt the whole, I'm so okay with you being gay that I'm not phased by it. Mm-hmm. But to me, him saying, quote, but funny that you knew just what I mean, isn't it? It's sounding off like accusatory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I know that you, <clears throat> we've talked about this, maybe not you, but I was there emotionally when, anyway. When, when she said, I know about you, she meant Kristen. I pointed to Kristen. Sorry, y'all can't see me. It's fine. <laughs> so I've been there emotionally anyway for some friends who came out to people they were afraid to. And I don't mm-hmm. like the term came out, but anyway, it's what, anyway. It's annoying. We shouldn't have to do it, exactly. but whatever. Uh-huh. But like, parents or certain friends when I was in high school and um I don't know this really just gave me a sour taste in my mouth mm-hmm. I'm not into this like I I think that you're right that is his attempt to try to be cool with it and to show everyone and at the same time look how cool I am with this right that I'm not making a big deal about it but you are right you're being a dick I think Jace is more hurt than he lets on that Alec didn't tell him so I think that part of this is him being like, yeah, it's no big deal. But another part of it is like, I knew you didn't tell me I'm going to punish you for not trusting me. Because I just think that's Jace's MO. I yeah. think he just, he has this like negative twist to everything he does that's tainted by Valentine. It's like something Valentine would do. And I think it's a, it's an instinct that he f- tries to fight against sometimes but sometimes he can't help it so like whenever he's wounded he strikes out and I think in this moment he's wounded by Alec not telling him the truth and it he's not thinking about why Alec feels like maybe this isn't the time or Or like I'm not ready like even if he was dating a woman he doesn't have to tell I guess they're friends but still like ugh yeah, but I don't know. Jace you don't get to decide. Selfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's like not letting him decide when he's ready. Right. So, you know. 
I feel yeah, like this a is a moment when, when Clary needs to pull him aside and be like, okay, look, JC Pooh, we don't out our friends. Like, that's not what we do. So you need to just, like, chill the fuck out. If you want to have this conversation, you need to do it in private. Well, the thing is, it's like if he's so willy-nilly around all these other people, like, who's to stop him from saying something in front of, like, Maris or Robert? Right. Or- it feels very threatening, especially for somebody who is not out. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now you have my whole life in your hands. Right, you're holding me hostage over something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not for this. I'm not living this. Nope. I'm mad. Yep. Point your finger a couple more times I first. am. Super. Okay. But we do have to move on. And the scene goes on. <laughs> and Alec insists that um, he's not dating Magnus. Like, he's not dating anyone. And obviously this hurts Magnus, um, who's already frustrated Anyway, and I think he's frustrated from seeing kind of Jace and Alec mm-hmm. have this relationship together where I don't think he thinks obviously anything from Jace, but they have trust. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Alec is probably opening himself up all the way to Magnus because he's afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's irritated, which is what caused him to snap at Simon on top of everything else. So this just like further kind of fuels that fire. Oh, yeah. Um emotions are high right definitely <laughs> so magnus is like oh shit really you just sat friendly with everybody then mm-hmm. and um alex is trying alex alec is trying to save face uh and he's like oh yeah uh you uh uh and mm-hmm. jace is just like cut the crap guys basically i don't understand why you're hiding this from me i don't care magnus convince him that i don't care <sighs> how just making it all about you exactly yeah don't turn this and thank you amanda you t- summed it up yep. very well and clary and magnus are just like bro literally bro in clary's place <laughs> right what are you doing stop and this whole nested entwined ball of gobbledygook <laughs> is cleared away because luke wakes up luke fixes everything <laughs> daddy luke mm-hmm and um, they're like, oh, Luke, do you remember what happened? Give us the deets. Amanda wants the hot goss. Definitely. We need the 411. And he's like, not really. Like, I remember going out to my truck, getting attacked, and then waking up and hearing five people arguing. Like, what is going on here? Then the most epic jinx in the history of jinx happens. And everyone's like, nothing. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> and this is just kind of like in the book, there's ellipses and it's like in scene mm-hmm. okay so we flash forward just a little bit and it's night night time in the house of garraway <laughs> and clary's getting luke blankets um and is startled by jace who's like oh sorry i startled you you know what actually i'm not sorry you lumpy sack of potatoes <laughs> you're ignoring me and i'm mad because if you don't pick up the phone then i can't do anything about it because i'm in prison She's like, prison, dude, you're with Magnus, like, watching TLC. Right. When you were in prison, I came and got your ass, so stop complaining. And speaking of Magnus, shouldn't you be leaving with him? And he's like, wow. Really can't wait to get rid of me. Can you? And then this weird, I don't know. She's like, oh, no, I don't mean it. I don't hate you. He's like, okay, cool. Me too. But if I could, I, like, totally would hate you. (laughs) And the tension is palpable. So this is what he actually says, guys. I want to hate you. I try to hate you. It would be so much easier if I did hate you. 
Sometimes I think I do hate you, and then I see you and I. Her hands had grown numb with the grip, with their grip on the blanket. And you what? What do you think? Jace shook his head. Why should I tell you everything about how I feel when you never tell me anything? It's like banging my head on a wall, except at least if I were banging my head on a wall, I'd be able to make myself stop. Clary's lips were trembling so violently that she found it hard to speak. Do you think it's easy for me? And you guys, this chapter's got so much cray-cray going on. <laughs> it really does. It really does. So Simon slides up, notices that Clary has a cry look in her eyes, and he's like, okay, bye. I'm out. And he um, leaves. And Clary gets mad at Jace, telling him that he ruins everything. And runs out after Simon, who's headed home because apparently it's getting late or early, depending <laughs> on how you want to look at it. But Clary calls bullshit, is what I typed, <laughs> and reminds him that he can stay there in her room during the day so that way he can avoid his mom. It's a win-win. But Simon says it's not a good idea, and Clary asks why. And he replies, you know what the worst thing I can imagine is? She blinked at him, No. Not trusting someone I love. She put her hand on his sleeve. He didn't move away, but he didn't respond to her touch either. Do you mean? Yes, he said, knowing what she was about to ask. I mean you, but you can trust me. I used to think I could, he said. But I get the feeling you'd rather pine over someone you could never possibly be with than try being with someone you can. There was no point pretending. Just give me time, she said. I just need some time to go get over it, to get over it all. And Simon's finally accepting what he can see as the truth. And frankly, so is Clary, which is what he basically tells her as he walks away. Mm-hmm. And um, back inside, Clary finds out that Magnus and Jace aren't on their way out. Um, because although broody in the moment, Magnus is a good doctor. And he wants to make sure his patients are on their road to recovery. And Clary can't take just the shuffle of everybody being there like Jason's playing the piano like things are crazy so she just goes to bed but she can't go to sleep um she's going through everything that just happened and replaying the last couple hours reflecting on the knowledge Seely Queen had dropped love made you a liar mm-hmm. wow so much happened in this yeah. chapter I yeah it's it crazy. started slow and then it very much mm-hmm. crescendoed yes so <sighs> thank god Simon and Clary are done. Dude. For real, real. I cannot. I'm so happy it's over. Get over each other. Move on. Stop trying to make something happen that's never going to happen. Are Simon and Clary fetch? Yes. Yes. I just can't with him. I, I'm just like, you can't, she can't force herself to care that way about you. She's trying, obviously, because she's in a relationship with you and she didn't say no. Yes. However, she's stringing him along. Like, she's doing this to him and not caring about how it feels and making him feel like shit over and over and over by doing it in front of him. She should have just been honest and been like, look, we can't do this. I've got too much going on. I can't. Yeah. But she's stringing him along, making him have hope. Well, and he, he's and he should childish have because he, if she did tell him that, he would probably not. He'd be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, yeah, he would. But at the same time, it's like, she's your friend. And if she wants to stay that way, you shouldn't mm-hmm. just buy, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's how he's been. So I don't blame her. But I also see what you're saying. That's totally yeah. true. It's. Just, I mean, they're both just, they're fucked. They're, they're 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. 15, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
goofballs. I mean, we just talked about how we have anxiety ta- um, looking at people, so <laughs> I can't like, imagine having that conversation. Like, <laughs> either one of them, but I agree with both of you guys. I don't know. I was always good at breaking up with people. Mm, nope. She's like, it's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's just my my go-to was, it's just not working for me. I just need to like move on and do something different. This was mine. Yeah, I ghosted. <laughs> it's like a boyfriend of like three years. You're just like, I just stopped going to his house. Bye. <laughs> I also didn't date people for very long. Yeah. So it was always very short term. Easy. So it was like, mm, I'm just not feeling it anymore. Sorry, bye. Awesome. And then just not. Yeah, I can't handle that confrontation. Oh, I, I, I broke up over text quite often. <laughs> so make sure that you've read Chapter 13, A Host of Rebel Angels, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye! bye.